On today's show, we're going to talk about some practical ways that churches can incorporate video games within their church services, youth services, and just any sort of community outreach. All coming at you next. What's up, everybody? I'm Russ Dornish, and welcome to Crossfire Faith and Gaming Podcast. And joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts, the Reverend David Petty. Hey, what's up? And, of course, our wonderful friend and co-host, Brian. Hey there. (laughs) So, as I said in the intro today, we are going to be covering a question that we decided to discuss and go over, which was... What are some practical ways that churches can incorporate video games into their youth, young adult ministries, church services, whatever that may be? Of course, Crossfire Faith and Gaming Podcast and Crossfire Faith and Gaming Community is a cross-section between faith and gaming. So the question is, how can others do something similar to what we're doing and connect with people that they may not connect with normally, and that being the gaming community as a broader whole? So uh, a couple questions. Let's just start off with uh, what are your guys' thoughts on some practical ways that churches can connect with gamers and connect kind of the, the church and faith with the idea of religion? David, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think first, um, before we even jump into the question of connecting with gamers, um, I think there's a question of like why, right? Like why gamers? Uh, and to me, that question has always been answered with, uh, gamers are often people who, uh, first off, there's the certain social stigma there. I mean, there's lots of other groups you could pull out that have social stigma. This just happens to be one I'm a part of. Um, but there's, you know, there's some social stigma with gamers. I also feel like geeks and gamers and nerds have often been alienated from groups and especially the church. Um, and so, you know, I think the question is like, how do we re-engage those people who might otherwise feel alienated from the church? So that's, that's kind of the beginning of why um, before you even get to the what. And uh, Brian, what what do you say then? If we, we we're looking at the what, what it, what do you think is the why? Yeah, I think also you know in today's society, I think it's it's different than like when we were all kids, right? Um, there there's just a lot more engagement with video games. I, I know when I was young it was a little bit unusual to be into kind of geek media. And mm-hmm. that seems like it's really, really changed. Right. And so I, th- I think, you know, if you are someone who's in youth ministry now, it's just like every kid is into what we would think of as kind of geek media. And that includes video games. Um, there's just a broad interest now in video games. And I think there's also, uh, some things we'll talk about later too, in terms of like video games have embraced a kind of wider interest as well um, to be more inclusive to a lot of different kinds of people. So I think that's my perspective on you know why we should engage. Uh, it has a lot to do with uh, you know that that if you want to engage with kids, this is 
an area of interest that they're almost all going to have. Yeah, um, for me, yeah, I, I agree. Like we, we obviously, if you're in the church, if you're in ministry, I think the big thing that churches can sometimes make the mistakes of is think that, okay, we need to have people conform to the way that we want things to be rather than us conforming to the way that others and society are currently being. Um, and like I think you said, Brian, nerd culture has drastically, drastically evolved over the last 20 to 30 years. You know, you go back and you think of nerd culture back in the 80s and 90s, and it was seen as this, like, you know, nerdy people are are losers almost. They're not they're not people that are accepted by society, and they're weird, and they don't conform to the normal things that people want. And now it's almost popular to kind of follow in with that nerd culture. You know, you, anime is such a huge uh, driver now in culture across both adults and young people. Video games, obviously, a uh, much more mainstream thing. You know, comics and all that, obviously, with with Marvel and the explosion of that kind of culture has really just changed that. And so that's where we're at today. And so I think the biggest reason for us to explore this idea and, and part of the reason that we have this group in the first place is we need to adapt to the way that culture is today. And that adaptation comes in the form of, okay, well, nerd culture is now mainstream and it's a very important thing. How can we connect with those people in a, uh, practical way that tells them and shows them that, hey, you can still be a part of this thing and still have this. And, you know, maybe the message that was sent out maybe 20, 30 years ago by the church where, you know, they also thought that media and this different things were, were not cohesive or, you know, something that was applicable to church, religion, the Bible, all that stuff. So I, I definitely think that that's probably the biggest thing I see is is the ability to adapt and really connect with those people on a different level. So when it comes to practical ways that the churches can incorporate video games into youth, young adult ministries, church services, what are your guys' thoughts? David, being the pastor, what are your thoughts? If you were to involve that a little bit more in church in general that you have going on. Yeah, well, I think... Um... The, the fundamental place to start is to recognize that um, the function of video games and media is cultural storytelling, right? And I think for, um, for generations, you know, the, the stories of our people were the stories of the Bible. And I think for a lot of people nowadays, the, the stories of our people are found more in Marvel or they're found in Disney or they're found in Star Wars or, you know, things like that. Um, of course, I only named Disney properties just now. But, um, you know, the stories of our people, like they're, they're found in pop culture. Uh, and so I think to recognize that and then to say, okay, if we're going to tell the story of who we are as it relates to our spiritual nature, as it relates to the divine, we also need to use language that talks through the the lens of the stories of our people, right? So if we can't relate to people through stories like Disney and Marvel and, you know, DC comics or through, you know, video game characters, then I think there's a missed opportunity there and people might just default back to only the stories that they think of through pop culture rather than recognizing some of the deeper spiritual truths there. So, so I think one of the ways to do it is to connect those two lenses, connect the stories of our people through pop culture and the stories that we know and love from scripture. 
Brian, what are your thoughts on ways that you could see that? You know, you have a teenage son who goes to youth group. You know, what are ways you would like to see youth pastors, youth ministries, churches be able to connect with people uh, using the media that is video games? Yeah, and I think here what I want to point out is, like, if if you are in youth ministry and maybe you're not super into video games, uh, it could be that just, like, you might mostly identify a certain kind of video game. Like, you might be familiar with, like, shooters or other uh, kind of the more violent side of video games. Um, but that video games have changed a lot uh, over the last couple decades. and odds are that there's a place for you to engage uh, that that maybe you haven't found yet. So um, there's Minecraft, there's Stardew Valley, there's Animal Crossing, there's many, like, cozy games is a thing now, like like a really, um, like, uh, you know, engaging category that we're seeing a lot more games. Um, Stardew Valley, you know, unpacking. Yeah, yeah, we're see- we're seeing a lot more games in those kind of categories that are like, oh, if if I'm not like sort of a, you know, a core gamer, that's probably what we would call someone who's into like Call of Duty and like, uh, you know, Overwatch and a number of other shooters, right? Um, you might not be into those things, but there's there's probably places where you can engage, um, places where you can get plugged in games that you can get involved in um, that give you like the ability to connect with someone else. It gives you a conversation topic and a place to start from of like, yeah, I'm into games. I play, you know, even if it's, I play Bejeweled or whatever, I play phone games. Like you've got a place to start your engagement from in terms of building that common ground. And then also, you know, as we talked about earlier, uh, this idea of like, hey, you know, I can start thinking about the ways that games and scripture and, and, and the way that we can tie those together. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's just what I really want to say is like, hey, if you don't, th- if you think that you're not into games, it might just be that you haven't found the right kind of games uh, yet. Yeah, I, I have a conversation with a lot of people when they find out I play video games and I kind of, I, I throw that question back on them of like, well... Are you sure you don't play any games at all? Like, they don't have to be just the video games that I think of, you know. And my wife has even brought that point up, too. Like, you know, I've had to remind her. She's like, yeah, I'm not a gamer. And I'm like, actually, you are. You spent a lot of time playing Candy Crush in your downtime. Like, that counts. That's a video game. That counts on your cell phone. So we all have those type of games and things that we can find. And, I, you know, we had that conversation off the podcast with uh, board games as well and D&D. There's just there's so many options for people. The way I look at this and what I think are practical ways that churches should be incorporating this, I look at some of the successful things that I, I've seen from some larger churches, um, from some more mainstream churches, you know, some of the best sermon series are ones that connect with people in a more realistic type of way where we do kind of um, compare and contrast it and bring in the example of present day media. You know, uh, my wife this summer did an entire um, summer at the movies sermon series where we looked at summer blockbusters and how they relate to certain stories in the Bible and you know, it's really easy to take that and connect with people on a different level. And she did. She got a lot of comments from some younger people who reached out, um, some, you know, people in their 20s, 30s that were like, 
you know, I never thought of it this way. It was really cool to see that, and I was really engaged, and it, and it really grabbed me, and I wanted to listen to it rather than kind of zoning out like I may normally do, which, you know, happens on occasion. But the same thing could be said if you bring that in as far as video games. So doing uh, youth series on video games, sermon series on video games, uh, devotionals, uh, Bible studies, there's so many different ways that we can then connect that to video games, include that. Um, you know, for any of you youth pastors out there, if you wanted to do like a, a, a cool little fun video game series for a little bit before you did a movie series or an anime series eventually, like you want to obviously uh, differ and vary, variate variations of your uh, kind of studies because you have different people who have different likes. Um, but even then, you'll find that people find it fun to, you know, show up youth group, have a game associated with that. Maybe you have a video game that you pull out and have everybody at youth group play, and then you guys talk about it uh, through a devotion or Bible study. So I think that's a really great thing. Now, switching gears with this. So if we if we take all our ideas and we kind of conversate and figure that out, the next question I have, which I know comes up quite frequently, and we've gotten it a bunch, which is, so how do churches then navigate potential concerns or objections from older members who may not be familiar with or comfortable with gaming culture? We know they're out there. We know we've experienced them one way or another. You know, they, they're, they're stuck in their ways. They're usually, um, you know, fairly traditional. They don't like change. So how do we kind of navigate that and figure out, okay, how to deal with concerns of older people? David, as a pastor, I know that you deal with this on a daily basis. So what do you think are ways that we could do that when it comes to video games? I mean, I think for one, it's to make it relatable. Um, you know, for those people that say, you know, well, I'm not a video gamer. I don't understand video games. You might say, well, well, I understand you don't get video games, but, you know, you do have a weekly bridge group you get together with or you play Bunko or you know, whatever it is, you, you do understand the concept of play and games and video games are just one avenue that connect people through gaming. You know, you just don't have to have a deck of cards. You can connect with a computer or with a phone. Um, you know, but the concept of getting together and experiencing plays is a commonality that we've shared across all of humanity for, you know, millennia. Um, so I think first to, to just make it relatable and then also, especially with dealing with older people to say, look, I, I understand you might not get it, but you might have a grandchild, a great grandchild, and they're playing Minecraft and they're playing Roblox and they're playing Candy Crush. And, you know, don't you wish that you could kind of understand their language a little bit more? And wouldn't it be neat if we as the church, which is one of the most beautiful things the church has always been, is being a bridge builder across those generational gaps. Like think of, there are very few places in culture and society where like we gather so many people of, of different generations and, you know, we can be the bridge builders that bridge those gaps in the generations. Um, if we're willing to be open to it, which also then I think means for those gamers to, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to listen to some of the stories of people in their, you know, non video, uh, gaming experiences. So, that's my perspective yeah. on dealing with uh, folks who did not grow up with, uh, you know, post Pong era. <laughs> well, even then, the people who were then, you know, they were fed this lies that video games were these sat satanic things that people, I mean, from the time that there were pixel, I mean, Mortal Kombat. Oh, true, heaven forbid, true. the Mortal Kombat pixel go like blood. Ooh, it's going to, you know, turn the children into violent monsters. 
Um, Brian, what are what are your thoughts to navigate those people that kind of have uh, maybe a misunderstanding of what it looks like? Yeah, I think you know one of the big things here is just um, you know we've talked about this before. One of the reasons that our group exists is meeting people where they're at, right? Mm. Um, kids today are into video games. I mentioned that before. Like almost every kid is into video games. And, you know, if, if, if we're just as a church completely missing that aspect, like we're just not able to talk to kids, uh, you know, about this particular thing, like we just can't engage with them at all. That makes us, you know, just much less effective in our outreach, right? It just, it's just like a gaping hole that's out there of like, there's a real opportunity to engage um, with, with that aspect of culture and with that interest that our kids have. And if we're not there, then they're going to engage with that without us. Um, and so I think it's important to just like, hey, this is an area where we can get plugged in and we can, you know, help provide that guidance, uh, you know, that, that maybe is missing um, and, and help kids, you know, understand their world and, and engage with them as a church effectively in this area. So I think, you know, it's just, uh, we don't, we don't want to be missing that aspect completely. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and it's something that we, you know, really need to look at. We need to not avoid. I think that's the biggest thing is, um, churches, youth pastors, all that should never be afraid to think outside the box. Like think about the potential harm and think what could come of it and how you're going to deal with that. That's fine on one end. But on the other side, you know, be ready to go outside the box. Be ready to think bigger and to do things, you know, that maybe previous people or didn't even think about. That's always an important one. As we kind of close out our conversation in this podcast, and we hope that this conversation is useful to you, you know, um, hopefully some of you out there listening are youth pastors or are interested in this idea or trying to figure out what this looks like. Um, but how can churches leverage streaming and content creation aspects of gaming to reach a wider audience and share this message? And I'd like to tie that back into what we're doing here. Uh, but David, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So, so say the question again, how can churches leverage streaming leverage content? streaming and content creation aspects of gaming? So, YouTube sure. videos, podcasts, you know, Twitch streaming, all that stuff. Why should a youth pastor who's listening right now, who's thinking about diving into changing up, maybe going into helping, you know, bridge that gap, do some sermons? What are ways and things that are out there available to them? Sure. Um, well, as, as always, I've got kind of a side answer to your question. Um, the, the first thing I heard in what you were saying it's almost more like, um, you know, what can the church learn from gaming culture? Like, and I was thinking, especially when the pandemic hit and every pastor, you know, out there was trying to figure out, you know, how do I live stream while engaging with a congregation? You know, how do I make this connection? And like the world of video gaming and live streaming said, we, we do this. I mean, you know, this is what we do through Twitch or through YouTube live. Like we live stream content and we create content for an audience 
And those audience members many times live engage with the content. Like we are telling stories, we are connecting with people. Um, so I think there's a, a lot that the church can learn from the methods that gaming culture has done. Um, but then I think in terms of content creation to try and create content about games, um, I would just say, you know, anything that you can do, uh, you know, if you're working with youth or young people, anything that you can do to try to connect with the stories that they will know and love, you know, and this is what the church has always been is, is to try to be relatable to the context that they're living in. Right. When I was a pastor in a tiny rural town, I had to try to relate to people who lived on farms and ranches. And I, I had to know that when I was talking about Jesus giving shepherding metaphors, I was speaking to a congregation that actually had shepherds in it, right? So I had to be a little bit more careful about my shepherd metaphors. Um, the same thing is true when you're talking to a congregation of gamers. You know, we can't just BS our way through this. We have to actually uh, experience it. We have to live it. We have to lean on those people who do have experience and say, you know, hey, you've got experience. How do you how do you reach these people? Um, I had this experience last story, and then I'll hand it over. Um, at the church I'm at right now, we've got an alternative school across the street. It's a school of kids who need a second chance. They need a little extra help that, you know, some of them are struggling with uh, addiction or homelessness, or, you know, maybe just learning deficits. And many of them are the more struggling kids and as such have, you know, problematic behaviors and things like that. Um, and I don't really know how to interact with those kids the best way. Um, but I recently had a conversation with a gentleman who is living in temporary housing, experiencing homelessness, and I said, you know, I'm just struggling with figuring out how to reach these kids. And he said, man, I was one of these kids. Let me tell you what it's like. Let me tell you what it takes. And only because I had that conversation could I understand how to reach these kids at this school. So I think the same is true for gamers. You know, if, if we're willing to dive in and understand and become gamers ourselves, those of you out there who aren't gamers, you know, pick up Minecraft, go try it. Um, if we're willing to become gamers ourselves, I think it opens a whole world of connection that we might not otherwise find possible. Brian, what are your thoughts on that question overall? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, you know, engaging with sort of modern media and streaming, I think it's important to call out that like, you don't need to become a Twitch streamer, right? Um, you know, I, I think that there's this daunting, uh, you know, there's, there's this daunting task of like, oh, now I have to do everything. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. You might want to engage in terms of like, maybe check out some Twitch streams and figure out what it's about. So you have some context to have some conversations about like, hey, who's your favorite streamer? Or like, what games do you like watching on stream or whatever? Um you know, you want to be able to engage with that, but you don't necessarily need to, like, suddenly become a media expert, right? And I think one of the things also that David mentioned was, like, uh, you know, looking for other folks that are already doing that in terms of, like, oh, hey, here's a Twitch stream that I know of that, like, is run by, you know, Methodist gamers or whatever. Um, you know, if if you have those resources on hand and maybe... Like you can say, hey, check out this Twitch stream if you're into games and, um, you know, you're also kind of interested in the faith aspect. And maybe, you know, you want to get them plugged into some of the communities like ours um, where they can engage with both faith and gaming. 
I think that's really powerful. Um, so, but I, I just want to be reassuring of like, man, you don't need to be like an expert gamer. You don't need to be a Twitch streamer. Um, you can just be a youth pastor and you can still engage in a really effective way. Um, so, you know, just, just make sure you know what's out there. I think that's the main thing that I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. To tie that back in with everything that we have going on, what we are and what's going on. So like we have obviously tons of podcast resources, you know, whether that's what does it look like uh, for your kids to play games? What type of games should my kid be playing? You know, what should I know about video games? We have that. Uh, We have just a ton of different resources for that. We obviously have our Twitch streams that we do, um, you know, on a weekly basis. If you want to get plugged in, ask questions, kind of see what it's all about, see what your kids are into type of thing. Um, That's always available. There's just so many different resources out there. Use YouTube uh, to look up these different things. They're everywhere. Use uh, Twitch. Figure out, you know, and it doesn't have to be religious-based. I mean, if you just want to find out more about gaming culture, there's just so much available out there. So really leverage the information and ability to find that information out. Um, If you're interested in kind of going down this path and kind of learning about it, you don't have to be a pro. You don't have to be like this long, long time gamer. Um, There's so many different types of gamers. Honestly, kids just, I think when they find out that an adult is interested in games at all, or even knows anything about their gaming culture, um, they usually are pretty impressed. Like you don't have to act like, you know, more than you do. Sometimes they're fine with you saying like, I'm an old person. I, I don't know everything, but I heard this thing about, you know, Fortnite. Is that true? Like, is, is it what you say it is? And, you know, I think they, they, they understand that and they really appreciate that you're taking the time to get to understand who they are, what they are, kind of what all is going on with that. So I absolutely think, you know, check out all the podcasts we have available. Make sure you guys are following us. If you want to join our Discord, you know, join that. You can have a good conversation with other adults, other kids. Uh, to kind of figure out what's going on, what's happening. We're always available, you know, to be a resource if you need, if you have questions about what I should do in this situation. We've had a number of churches reach out to us in the past through, you know, private messages or anything like that to say, hey, I'm trying to do this new thing. I'd love to get your guys' advice. I see you guys are doing it. What would you recommend? Those are all things that we do on a regular basis. So to kind of just conclude this conversation, I would say really look into this, dive in deep. Um, There's no wrong answer and have fun while you're doing it is really what all I can say because there's a reason that we all play games and it's because we enjoy it and have a lot of fun. Any last words that you guys want on this topic uh, as we close out here? Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I want to point out too is um, I I think it's, it would, you know, if you're, if you're in youth ministry, I think it really behooves you to uh, be willing to try stuff. Um, and David mentioned earlier, like, hey, try Minecraft. And and my suggestion would be, hey, actually, you know, what would be great is to have the kids show you how to play Minecraft. If you're not, like, into Minecraft or you haven't played it, um, you know, have have them. That, this is a great way to get them to engage is, like, hey, why don't you show me how to play this game? I haven't played this game. Why, you know, maybe you can, uh, you know, give me some tips and like start to walk me through it. I would love to try and just be willing to try stuff. 
Um, and hey, it might not be your cup of tea. You might be terrible at it. That's okay. You have to be kind of willing to just laugh it off and be like, no, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm just terrible at this game, but at least I gave it a shot and it was a fun thing for, you know, for me to engage with the kids with. So uh, I think just being willing to do that is, is a huge step. Yeah, and I think my last thing would just be similar to that, but um, and I'm even going to broaden it even more. I think that um, as a society, we will benefit from being interested in what other people are interested in, right? To to come to one another with generous curiosity and say, you know, I understand that you like this totally different thing, right? I understand you're super into country music. I've never really understood country music. Tell me what you love about country music. And I think the same thing is true about gamers. The same thing is true about nerds. The same thing is true about scientists and Republicans and Democrats. And like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, but I think you will benefit from being generously curious and genuinely curious about other people. Um, and, And especially for people working with youth and young adults to say, Hey, I understand that you guys like a bunch of YouTubers and for young people, like, YouTube celebrities are, they are the same as, you know, our movie stars and celebrity athletes that we grew up with. I remember playing a game with the kids one time and uh, we all pulled out names of famous people. And I'm thinking, you know, Brad Pitt, people going, I I have no idea who that is. And they pulled out, you know, Mr. Beast. And at the time I had no idea who Mr. Beast was. So, you know, but we got to know each other by being genuinely curious about each other. So my advice would just be, be genuine, generously and genuinely curious. Uh, And I think it'll go a long way for a better society. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a that's a great point. You guys made some great points there. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. And again, remember, we have so many resources out there. So feel free to not only um, check those out, but feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us through our Discord. There is also a Contact Me page on our website, crossfirecast.com, if you're interested in going through there. Um, but again, we appreciate you so much for joining us today. Um, we will talk to you guys later and on our next podcast. And until then, God bless, and we will see you next time.